Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. I am Mr. Mike, and you are listening to the final E3 Gamer AudioCast 2019 episode called Aftermath here on the Juju2Cast Network. This is the final episode of e- the E3 Gamer AudioCast for this year of 2019. I, well, E3 is over. It's time for me to go over what we all heard and witnessed, all the games, the s- surprises, if there was some. And I will break as much as I can down for you guys in this final episode of the E3 Gamer AudioCast 2019, The Aftermath. So everybody sit back, relax, push that button, game on! It is I'm it is I, Mr. Mike, and well, welcome to the final uh, episode of the E3 Gamer Audio Podcast. This is the 2019th edition, of course, the aftermath, the final. Yes, it's a couple days after E3 and stuff, and I just, you know, I wanted to finish it off at the end of the week because I wanted to see if there's anything new and in information that uh, I wanted to... You know, find out from the show if there was any new information to talk about from games or anything some surprise-wise that would go on or what would happen during E3. But, uh, no, it wasn't too many big things. You know, nothing that's uh, super noteworthy. Maybe um, that Mario Maker 2 for the Switch. Remember when they said multiplayer would be with randos and stuff like that? Well, apparently Nintendo is listening to people for once, <laughs> to their customers, or maybe the shareholders and people got after them so much, but uh, they announced that they are going to be working on um, an update for the game, not right out the, the gate, but they're working on an update to allow your friends and people to join you online to play uh uh, Mario Maker 2 online with this from the Switch. So you don't have to worry about playing with randos that in the near future because they heard you. They're like, okay, you want to play with your friends, blah, 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 blah. Yes, of course we want to play for friends, Nintendo. Where are you guys at? What's with you guys and your randos for all your games, on, online games uh, for some reason? Make it so that people on our friends list, if you have a friends list on Nintendo, I think I have just me and my friend Matto, uh, you know, Get your friends, have fun with them in the game, allow in-game party chat for once and not use your stupid app, which nobody does. And I gotta pause this. Okay, okay, hopefully I'm back here. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, gonna have a lot of phone calls today. I've been uh, making a lot of calls, trying to get people to get back to me, you know, f- working on fences and stuff like that. But this is a gaming show. We're not talking about that kind of stuff. So if you guys bear with me i'll do this in editing of course that you know <laughs> do my other projects going on uh but yes uh Meyer maker 2 you know now it should have eventually whenever nintendo updates it uh you know the the ability to have your friends play with you um and not just some randos online so i don't know why they do that i don't know why nintendo has to be so anti i don't know multiplayer or they're just really bad at what they're doing because they're so japanese and i don't know how they do things in japan but 
you know, usually us people here in the States, we like to, and elsewhere around the world, we like to play with our friends. We like to play for family or friends. We need to be online and stuff if we're not in the same area. We just don't want to always play with some random strangers. Sure, give us the ability to play with other people. Yeah, sure. You know, that's okay and cool. But allow us to do the things that we do. That's how we socialize here in this world. <laughs> you know, we talk to the people we already know. We might meet new people. We want to be able to talk with them through the app and not on a phone and waste our phone's battery life, Nintendo. <laughs> oh, see, this is things that Nintendo has to learn in the modern age of video games, <laughs> which they still haven't, on what people like to do. Everybody else gets it. Nintendo, Microsoft gets it. PC gets it. Sony kind of gets it, even though I never tried t- chatting on with uh, PlayStation. I hear, heard it was a little eh, before. I don't know if it's better now, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not a PlayStation kind of guy much anymore, you know, and if I do, I just play in single-player games. I never went online with uh, my PlayStation. You know, I have a PS3 and all that. I never went online with it once. Maybe to download some updates and some games, but that's about it. Uh, anything else that went on at E3? Um, they got the announcement for... Uh, we got the announcement for next year's E3. You know, uh, next year's E3 2020, if you want to hear about that. Woohoo! <laughs> Which we all hope that there is going to be a good, proper E3. And we hope Sony will come back. You know, Sony... I know you probably didn't have anything to show this year, and understandable, that's why you probably weren't there, because you just didn't want to waste the time and money to just put out a bunch of the same old stuff and have nothing to talk about, or you're really working on something secretive over there, I'm hoping at at your uh, Sony headquarters, but uh, yeah, you should come back, and like Phil Spencer said on uh, the Giant Bombcat, or on the Giant uh, Bomb, GiantBomb.com, or Giant Bombcat, whatever you want to call it, the Day 2 of their uh, interviews with Phil Spencer. Uh, he said, yeah, it kind of hurts uh, E3 in general when Sony doesn't come, and they should just come. Even if they're not doing a presentation, they should just be there, you know, in spirit with their games, their consoles and stuff like that, show off some stuff, maybe if they have a few new little things going on. You know, be there in some aspects, which they weren't t- entirely. And it's it's kind of sad because he says that everybody should be just here to come together. It shouldn't be just for business-wise, even though they do do it for business-wise. It should just be for a celebration of all companies coming together, showing off whatever, and having fun at doing it. And you know, but you know, that's Phil Spencer saying that. And you know, Microsoft and Phil Spencer—they're here in America. Sony is outside of America, technically, like Nintendo and all that. So, and I'm surprised you didn't say anything about Nintendo because Nintendo hasn't really been there. They have a boot. They have their booth space and all that where they let people go and uh, do their thing. You know, they show off their games and all that, but they don't do a presentation there anymore. Even though they could, they just don't. Which that's, I don't know, that's a way to save money, I guess, because, you know, they got to travel across the pond. But I don't know. I don't know the politics behind all that stuff. It's probably all money-based, let's just say, stockholders and all that. But, you know, Microsoft, they're going to continue to do it as long as they can. They ha- they own the theater they set across the street. They want to do it. They're going to do it. Um, but, yeah, E3 2020 um, on their exit banner, which is always hung above one of the doors in the L.A. Convention Center. They're always showing people when the next E3 comes out when they have it. So they revealed that the next E3 will take place, of course, from June 
9th to the 11th of 2020. So June 9th, that would have been this year a Sunday. So I'm guessing June 9th is going to be like a, like a, hmm, like a Monday, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that's the Monday for next time. So it's going to be on a Monday still, of course. And yeah, yeah, it's still the same week as my birthday and all that. So, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'll be probably taking my vacation at that time again, like I always do, watching some E3 and stuff, and maybe they'll show some really cool stuff. So the 9th through the 11th. So get ready for some uh, E3 and fun from the 9th and the 11th and stuff. And before that, because I'm sure, you know, with Microsoft and people showing off some stuff, why not? So um, very interested and looking forward to that. Now, let's. I got some show notes here of things that I want to talk about, things that I could think about talking about. And then maybe if I find figure out some other stuff to talk about, I'll either put it in within the show notes and talk about E3, or I'll uh, put it on the outside. So E3 was pretty good, even though Sony and EA weren't there. Not that I care about EA, because they just mostly showed sports, and they didn't really have anything. They didn't even have a new Need for Speed or anything. So EA's been going through some shit. So uh, the only thing they had over there, which that you know resemblances a game any kind of game that i would want from ea was that uh uh that star wars game star wars the i keep forgetting see that's it's a, it's so forgettable to me because it's just just so much stuff out there and let's see here ea star wars there's so many games out there and ea hasn't been very good with their messaging on that but uh ea ah star wars the jedi EA Star Wars Jedi the Fallen Order that's what it is and it did look good it looked like um like the Force Unleashed a bit Star Wars the Force Unleashed at least in the gameplay that I saw of Star Wars Jedi the Fallen Order which like I said it's still a forgettable name to me so that that makes me wonder on why I'm forgetting that name but yet I'll for I'll remember stuff like Cyberpunk 2020 and stuff like that and Watch Dogs Legion and other stuff or Animal Crossing New Horizons and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know if they're just not proper. And I heard from people at Respawn and elsewhere that EA's not really doing any good messaging on the game. Like, the game is basically a little bit different from what they show you at the convention center on the show floor. So, uh, I can I can see that because EA, they're They've been making some bad messaging for the past uh, couple of years with their messaging of their games and loot boxes and all that stuff. Me, oh my. Uh, but, hey, they're, you know, maybe next year they'll come back and do a stage show or something and they'll show more games and then sports and then like, hopefully Sony will come back. But, um, yeah, there, there was it was kind of a little bit bare. It was a little bit easier. Let's just say for me, as a guy that wanted that did podcasting and all that for all the, you know, the E3 presentations. And I tried to go down, run down with my E3 gamer audio cast, uh, each, each, uh, each company's press conference as best I could. I hope, hopefully I did the best I could for you guys. You know, just something quick for you guys to listen to. If you don't want to watch them, the whole, you know, the whole shows and stuff, or if you think that's boring and just want to hear somebody talk about it, that's why I do it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of easier for me because there was a lot, two less shows for me to have to watch and do a presentation on and, you know, Square Enix 
kind of was... I bet you Square Enix was the toughest one for me to cover because um, I'm very limited on my RPGing. You know, I do have my RPGs that I like and I do get into some other ones, but for Square Enix with all these different things that they've been showing off like mana games and tons of Final Fantasies up the ass and all this other stuff it just piles on and on and on I'm just like huh what's this game who what mech game this that that they just showed so many things from their press I'm like you should have just made it a Final Fantasy (laughs) press conference uh, Square Enix but you know uh, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind showing all that. It was just hard for me to follow. I think theirs was the hardest for me to follow because there was just so much shit they were throwing down our throats, and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Bethesda's was probably the plainest, you know, the emptiest of the show. Uh, that's why I kind of gave them a very a lower score in my shows. I forgot what the score was, but um, I think Ubisoft had. Mm, Let's see here, Ubisoft. I think it was a Bethesda or Ubisoft that had a poor score. Was it Ubisoft? I think Ubisoft had a like a C plus or C minus. I I forgot what I was saying. I I would have to find out. But one of them between Ubisoft and Square or between Ubisoft and uh, Bethesda, I think it was Bethesda that had the poor score. Like they had the really poor score going on because they didn't really show any Starfield or anything, which. Games that I didn't see at E3, I've got the list right here, and I'll be going, to be going down through them, and you're going to be like, hmm, yeah, that's interesting, or hmm, okay, I can understand that. But, um, yeah, it, I think Bethesda did a poor job of talking about any new games and stuff, and their presentation kind of was uh, empty-ish in a lot of ways, especially with Starfield. And, uh, yeah, Ubisoft, they had all their crazy stuff, but at least they had something. They had, you know, the Watch Dogs Legion which was pretty cool. The rest of their stuff was probably garbage to me, but Watch Dogs Legion was pretty good. Um, like I said, between the two of them, they were probably the worst, the poor performers out there. You know, Square Enix was okay. They're their Japanese company. They were showing all their games. They were showing nothing but tons of games, so couldn't give them a bad score, even though I couldn't follow it very well. Uh, Nintendo did a great job. They were just pushing out shit left and right, and they even had, did a little apology video saying Animal Crossing New Horizons wasn't coming out till next year, which I was very much okay about. Other people were up in arms, and of course, the shareholders, the stockholders were like, ah, ah, I'm selling, sell, 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 sell. Oh my god, Nintendo's going down because they're not going to have one game out this year. Oh my god, and no new hardware. Oh my god, Nintendo. So Nintendo got a hit, a big hit on there. I'm like, Fuck you guys. <laughs> They're going to sell all these great... They got freaking Mario Maker 2 and shit coming out this year. And Luigi's Mansion and all this other shit. And you're worried about one one or two little games. Or one game and some hardware and shit. Fuck you guys. Fuck those guys. I don't... I, I hate... I hate the stock market. I hate business people like that. It's just... Ugh. Ugh. As a gamer, yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them. They don't care about the games and the people and stuff. They just care about, I just want to get filthy rich from this company. Okay, whatever. Fuck you. You shouldn't even be investing in it. It should be for people that are diehard gamers investing in it. I wish I can afford to invest in some of these companies that actually make money. And of course, yes, I always put this as a disclaimer. I am a Microsoft fanboy in general here. But you got to admit, they put on a damn good show. They showed a lot of games, 
a lot of stuff. They even went down a little bit in the hardware skew and talked a little bit about their plans for the next-gen console and what kind of stuff might be in it. You know, just a little teaser because it ain't coming out till next year, fall of next year, which I'm guessing November 11th or the 20th or something of November, I'm guessing, because that's when these consoles always usually drop. And if they're going to drop it like that, you know, Sony's going to drop their console around that time frame too in November. So I'm thinking like the 11th, of November to the 20th of November. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. You know, a little bit before Black Friday and stuff like that. Whenever Black Friday is. I, I don't even know my dates. Let me see here. Can I go to November? Oh, I can go to November here. I'm going to check out November and see what this says here in November. Uh, when's Turkey Day here? Thanksgiving's the 28th. So I'm thinking around like the 22nd or the 15th or the 22nd they're going to show they're going to have their consoles out. Maybe one's the 15th and one's the 22nd and one's going to be the 8th and one's going to be the 22nd. But I know it's going to be these consoles are going to be coming out in November. It would be really weird if they came out in December because they usually they like to come out before Turkey Day around around here and thanksgiving stuff that's usually the the gist of it at least with the last gen couple last gen consoles and stuff like that and the switch everything came out in november so that's what i'm betting on somewhere around the 8th to the 18th and stuff like that of november so what that's a prediction for me um and you know they showed off they had keanu reeves i like that you know he doesn't know much about games as you could tell and i looked at him he's like these people came up to me and they told me about this game. And they said it was Cyberpunk 2020. And I'm like, cool. I could be a badass guy in Cyberpunk 2020. I can have my awesome looks in there. My raging hair. I could pretend I'm like Neo. I don't know shit about this game. <laughs> and I probably will never play it. Unless if they hand it to me to do press conferences with. But... Hey everybody, it's Cyberpunk 2020. And that's coming out next year as well. And um, <laughs> yeah, I tried to do my Keanu talk. I, I think I did a good job of doing his voice. Doing the Keanu Reeves thing. You go, you gotta get into the heart. You gotta do a little bit of the, the whoa, yeah, b- the beach boy kind of thing. You know, the surfer dude. And you gotta add a, a little hint of that. Um, I'm trying to think of him. Uh, what do you got to add a little, hey, hey, like a little Cal Mitchell or something, <laughs> uh, a little Cal Mitchell and a little bit of, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name, I, I'm overthinking this Keanu Reeves thing, but you know, way, yo, yo, you, you're adding Keanu Reeves here, man, Keanu Reeves, yeah, he's a cool guy, you know, I, I, I could do a sort of a cool, like a, uh, oh, I'm thinking of him now, yeah, uh, Mm, Fonzie, like a little bit of Fonz and a little bit of Fonz, you know, a little bit of flair to that, you know. Hey, <laughs> got the hair moving. <laughs> uh, I got to stop my Keanu Reeves uh, approach, but uh, yeah. So you know, stuff like that that just blew me away, and with all that and an announcement of Game Pass Ultimate, which really blew me away. At first, at first, I'm like, okay, they got Game Pass. For the, you know, your Xbox Live Gold and your your games with Xbox and all with that. And then they announced the, separately the Game Pass for PC. Which, for as for a PC player, if you're only playing on PC, 
Game Pass for PC is just perfect for you. Or if you are an Xbox only kind of guy and you don't play on PC at all, Xbox for and Gold for just the Xbox is perfect for you. Now, if somebody like me, they can play either on a PC or an Xbox, and I am going to be building next year a new PC, hopefully, for myself, and it's going to have great gaming capabilities to it, I'm going to be still playing on PC and Xbox. So something like this, plus with gold and all that, equals up to a really good deal for $15 a month. Really good deal for uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate or yeah, Game Pass Ultimate from Xbox and Microsoft. I think that's I think they blew it away with that, and that's what got me into it. I'm like, okay, now I can get PC games, uh, and hopefully more and more games will be coming to uh, Game Pass for PC and third parties and Microsoft. And, you know, I do like to play some PC games, and if there's RTSs, you never know. Maybe EA's upcoming, even though I'd probably buy it anyways, but the upcoming um, notion for... Uh, having all the Command & Conquer games being remastered and put back out again, maybe that might be on Game Pass. Who knows? Who knows? But, uh, yeah, all that stuff blew me away. I liked it a lot. There was so much out there that I wanted from Microsoft. I even did a couple pre-orders. I know I'm spending a lot of money. I'm just looking at the cash register. I'm like, that's going to be a lot of money for me to spend. But... Hey, it's, I'm a gamer. It's going to be worth it. And that's what I do. So so stop hating on me. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So the games that I didn't see at E3. Things that I didn't see at E3 of this year. We didn't see a new Bioshock game from uh, Take-Two. Or I know Irrational Games is no longer a thing, I think, at Take-Two. Because, you know, Ken Levenstein uh, has his own new company within... 2k which i don't understand that why you just didn't keep irrational games but um i think there's a different company between two uh take two and stuff now and they were planning on talking about maybe it's time for a new bioshock game collection or a new game not a collection because we do got the bioshock collection which i am currently playing and eventually i'll have a new episode of that up this uh upcoming weekend but uh yeah, the, a new Bioshock game would be pretty interesting to see what they would do with that. But we didn't hear nothing about that. Take-Two didn't really have anything out there. They didn't even talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 or anything like that, which is interesting. But, um, yeah, not not too worried about it. Let them, let them make a shock thing. Maybe it's for the next-gen consoles. Because, you know, the next-gen consoles all are around the corner, you know, uh, down the way next year. So, you know, everybody's probably just working feverishly on making their games the best they can be for a next-gen platform to make it high-resed as possible, the best graphics, ray tracing, all that great stuff. Why not? You know, because everybody's talking about ray tracing. PlayStation says they're going to have ray tracing. Microsoft says they're going to have ray tracing. So, yeah. Um, Fable 4. Nothing. Nada. Goose egg. Everybody was convinced that they would Microsoft and Jeff Gersman never asked Phil Spencer about that on the show. But yeah, everybody was thinking that uh, there would be a Fable 4 announcement. Hmm. I guess we were all wrong again. And that's and we and a lot of people believe, including Jeff Gersman, that's what Playground Games is uh, second division in their company is doing a Fable 4. You know, a, a Fable 4, another Fable game, or the next Fable game in the series. 
But we're not hearing nothing about it. Maybe that's going to be a next-gen thing as well, and they're just saying, you know what, let's wait, let's push it back. But we didn't hear nothing about anything about a Fable 4, even though we were all certain that there would be a Fable 4. But nothing, not a goose egg. Um, So nothing really about Fable 4 at all. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, where was that? They were teasing and touting it for years, you know, and, uh, you know, Ubisoft's uh, division or whoever, I forgot what division's making it. They were always teasing and touting it, but nothing was said. Nothing was ever talked about. Nothing was ever, you know, shown about Good and Evil, Beyond Good and Evil 2 this year. You know, last year they were talking about how they want to get all this weird uh, art and advertisements into it and for their billboards and stuff into the game, and that's all we heard about it with Jake... Who is it? Um, who is doing that? I forgot who was doing that. Oh shoot! It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, uh, the guy that was in the Hobbit mo- in, the, in the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? <laughs> that guy. That guy. Uh, he was talking about it with their 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 project or something, and nothing came about that. Nothing came to that. Um, yeah, nothing about Beyond and Good and Evil too. Not that I've really played beyond good and evil but beyond good and evil 2 looked really interesting and it looked really technical it does look like a next gen for a next gen console and all that um but not but having full uh like radio silence this year on it you know radio or picture silent whatever you want to call it having silence on that this year not saying Anything about saying, oh, yeah, they're working hard on Beyond Good and Evil 2. We were going to show you something, but they're they're working so hard on it. We're just going to leave them be. You know, we want to get this game out for the next generation of consoles, hopefully. You know, they they got a lot of ideas. They're working. Things are coming together good. We just didn't have any time to show it this year. You know, do a little apology. People would understand. I would understand. But not mentioning it at all, that's just pretty bad that's kind of questionable that they didn't even announce or mention it at all at e3 um same with starfield from bethesda where the fuck is starfield bethesda you guys were teasing and showing shit years prior this year not a word about it nothing goose egg understandable for the new elder scrolls game because that's the game after starfield but What's going on with the Starfield game? Shouldn't you guys be showing something about it already? You know, touting, teasing something, but no, you don't have anything about it? That's kind of worrisome. I want to play Fallout in Space. I hear there's other games that are going to be like that, but uh, still, uh, come on, Bethesda, what the fuck? You you know, that would have been a good apology for you guys for all that Fallout bullshit for Fallout 76 that you you were shoveling out there and um starfield would have made a nice little okay everybody's happy again (laughs) but nothing not a goose egg nothing about starfield at all uh but oh well uh what uh what can i say about that um I guess we'll see it next year, and then definitely... They said it would be on this year's platforms and, and next year's. So, like I said, if it ain't coming out this year, and they haven't announced anything about Starfield, if it is coming out on next-gen platforms, I'm just going to get on to the next-gen console and not getting on this-gen console. That's plain and simple right there. 
plain and simple. Um, any Fallout ports? No, we didn't have anything. I thought Bethesda would have at least announced something like and gave us something, you know, to make up for Fallout uh, 76 being a drag last year. Maybe some Fallout, uh, you know, 3 and New Vegas ports, you know, for the next-gen consoles, next-gen system. You know, putting it on the Switch or putting Fallout 4 on the Switch or at least or something because you like to do that. Why not? Why not put a Fallout game on the Switch? Why not put a, the, the first two on uh, the Xbox One so we can play it and, and a little remastered or something? You could have just had it so it's up or something. Who knows? Did, did anything in little bits. And you would have sold more copies of Fallout, of the original Fallout games. But that never happened. And I'm wondering why they never did that. They did it with Skyrim. They did, they're doing it with Doom and all that for porting and stuff. But they're not... Doing it for Fallout. What? Why are you guys not doing it for Fallout? I, I just want to know that. That that would have been a nice question for Todd Howard if I was able to talk to Todd Howard. You know, Starfield and Fallout talk. Hmm. Bethesda. What's going on over there? Uh, Forza game. Understandable. They didn't announce that they were taking a break this year for the Forza proper and of course forza horizon ain't coming out this year because they had that last year and it did have some forza horizon dlc the lego thing going on uh which i saw in my forza horizon for for uh game that's showing me lego lego land or whatever i can turn my cars into legos and driving the lego bricks and stuff which looks pretty darn cool uh but they said they were taking a break this year from a Forza game for the Forza proper because they want to make it as best they can for the next-gen system. They are working on the Forza proper game for the next-gen console because I'm guessing that the next Forza game, proper game, will be a launch title for the next Xbox. Which is good because then I don't have to worry about buying it because I'm going to have Game Pass and I'm just going to be on my next-gen Xbox and I'm going to be having all these cool games at launch from Microsoft and I'll be able to play them all day one without spending $60 for this game, $60 for that game. Hence why that game, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is going to be really saving me a bunch of money up front. Because that means I don't have to buy every game when it comes out. Especially for Microsoft. I can just get and pick and choose some games to get physically right out of the gate. And then down the road, I can wait for other games to get down the road. You know? Really good. So I don't mind them taking a break from Forza because they do got all the Forza Horizon 4 stuff and DLC that they announced to give us a little bit of something, something for this year for Forza. Um, so that's okay on that. No new Rocksteady game. Nothing from Rocksteady. Rocksteady didn't come out from Warner Brothers games or anything. They've been silent for a very long time. I wonder what the hell Rocksteady Games is working on. Because, shit, we haven't heard anything from them since the last Batman game. And they've been, like, definite radio silent for a very long time. And it's like, hmm, you working on a Superman game? You working on a Justice League game? What are you working on, Rocksteady? Come on, what are you guys working on? You, they got to be working on something really big. They got to be bringing some A-game uh, with them if they're keeping it still silent this year because we haven't heard anything for a long time from them i wonder what they're bringing because i i'm excited to hear to find out what a new rocksteady game would be like if it's a superman game if it's a justice league game something 
Come on, Rocksteady, give us something, or are we going to find out next year? Probably. Probably next year. Because, like I said, a lot of these companies are probably saying, well, next-gen consoles will be out next year. We got some semi-specs on some of them. We probably got, they probably all got development hardware for all these consoles already, for the X, new Xbox and the new PlayStation. So, basically, they're probably just trying to work on the games to get them specced up for the next-gen systems and say, you know what, we're going to just do these next-gen systems. So... I'm guessing that's what they're trying to do here uh, with this new Rocksteady game. Like, hmm, eh, maybe we'll put, have a port of it for this gen, but next gen is where we're really focusing on. So maybe we won't talk about it until the next gen consoles are fully announced next year, pricing, all that stuff, and then we can put out our games to say, hey, this is coming alongside the next Xbox and PlayStation 5. There you go. Um, Nintendo never showed any, or no, actually, that's not Nintendo, Ubisoft. Which was, this was a questionable thing. And I, I, I could understand what, if it's, you know, they weren't starting working on it or not yet. But no new Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle 2 game. I would have thought they would have, uh, after all the praise and all the sales of Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. And I loved the game very much. I beat it. I thought they would have definitely made a Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle 2. Unless if they're working on it right now and they're just going to show it off next year. Because that was a great game. I, I thought it was a pretty damn good game for uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. I, I enjoyed it immensely. But they didn't announce anything for that. Uh, which is why Ubisoft was dipping down in the lower tier of... Eh, they had an okay presentation or bad presentation. I forgot. Like I said, I forgot if it was Bethesda or Ubisoft that I said had the worst presentation out of everybody. But uh, it was between the two of them. <laughs> Um, Death Stranding. They didn't see anything more about Death Stranding. That's probably because it's only a Sony game right now. People were saying that it might eventually go to other places like PC and Xbox and stuff, but I don't know. I don't. I don't see that happening. I thought that was just a micro, a Sony joint with uh, Kojima and stuff. You know, and you know Sony. They like to grab stuff up and pull it tight. Same with Microsoft, but. Microsoft's more now where they're like, okay, we can make this game. We can put it out on more platforms because all we're about is everybody enjoying our games and stuff. And they're freaking putting out the Gears franchise and Halo franchise on Steam and stuff. So, okay, everything's out the window there. (laughs) But, you know, Sony is more, they're more of the competitive, we're going to keep this to ourselves types. Um, But nothing, even... They could have showed something about Death Stranding because isn't that coming out soon or soonish? Or, I forgot what the release date was. I, I thought it was this year or something. I wonder if they're gonna have like a a Sony State of Play video or something. They're gonna wait till E three is done and they're gonna wait a couple months and then they're gonna show off more Death Stranding because I don't know. I'm never gonna play it, but it looks interesting because I do like Kojima's uh, artistic work and all that and the videos and cutscenes. I like. I like his weirdness, but I would never play his games because I never cared for any of the Metal Gear Solid games. And the same would probably be for this Death Stranding game, but it looks interesting, so I'd like to see it. And, of course, Square Enix showed no Tomb Raider, (laughs) which is understandable because they just had a Tomb Raider game come out not too long ago last year. It didn't do well. I said it was a pretty bad game for Tomb Raider games in general. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I played through it. I beat it. I never wanted to get back into the world because it didn't feel like uh, anything to get back into. I just did not care about it. 
They made a Tomb Raider game that I just did not really care about. Now, it was the production and all that was great, top-notch, the gameplay. It was just really boring. Especially when you got to the middle of that one place where you mostly spent most of your time in the game around the, the hidden city in the forest or the jungle or whatever it is. And you didn't, you couldn't carry weapons or anything at all. And it was just really, really boring and stupid. I just really did not like it. I did not like it. And some of the tech was a little eh. Because it was made by the people that did uh, Just Cause, the Just Cause games. So it wasn't done by Crystal Dynamics this time around. Hence why I probably suffered a bit. Because Crystal Dynamics is working on that new Marvel Avengers game that... A lot of people are really hating on right now. (laughs) Maybe because they didn't really see as much in that game. Uh, But those were the games that I didn't see at E3. Now I'm going to talk about the games that I want to see more in depth at E3. Um, So, didn't see Marvel's Avengers game. I hear they did have a semi-demo or whatever show-off at the show floor or something they showed something and i guess people still were questioning what the game was and all that if they showed anything at all and they're still talking about the avengers backstories which nobody gives a shit about because we all know that by watching the movies and we just want to know how the game is and how it plays we don't give a shit about thor's backstory or anybody's because we just know it if you're gonna play a marvel's avengers game you're gonna just know where they came from you know thor asgard tony stark California, Rich Daddy, and he knows all the gadgets and trinkets just like his daddy. Uh, you, what do you got? Guardians of the Galaxy. They came from their ultimate. They're all galaxy, all different galaxies and stuff. And Peter Quill came from Earth. You know, I pretty much know a lot of people's backstory. Hulk, Earth, Bruce Banner turned into Hulk, all that stuff. You know, I pretty much know my Mar- Marvel characters in depth. Especially with all the movies that came out and stuff. So we really don't need to hear more again about these Avengers backstory. But that's what that's what really hurt them. That's what really hurt Square Enix about the Marvel's Avengers game. Because people wanted to see the gameplay. They wanted to see how the game was coming along and how it was working and all that. And they just went into, well, these voice actors are doing it. You got Nolan North. You got uh, the other guy... Sorry if I forgot the other guy's name. Uh, Troy Baker. There we go. Troy Baker. Noah North. The top two people that do voice acting for every game in, how, in the games industry. And then you got these other people and the lady. And they're all talking about how oh, they love their game. Okay, whatever. Your characters. Whatever. Whatever. That's not what people came there to see. They came there to see the game. And they didn't show any game. I want to see it more in depth on it. Is it a mo- online multiplayer game is it can you play it single player at home what is it what is this marvel's avengers game because it's looking like it's not the game for for me indefinite and i'm a marvel avengers fan marvel avengers fan comic book you know movie fan and all that and you're not selling me on this game you didn't sell anybody on this game you know what was sold on the game which i wanted to see more in depth of they did show a lot about it but i wish they would have showed more in-depth even more stuff with the new Watch Dogs Legion game uh, from from uh, Ubisoft. Now, I know you can switch into different people. Anywhere you can go pretty much be anybody in the game. 
And uh, I just want to know what the overall goal or whatever it was. Was it just because of the whole regime, the people running things now all in Europe and all that, and then uh, where they're at over in uh, Britain and stuff? I'm thinking that's where it is. Only in Britain or whatever. And all Europe is a nanny state or something. And you got these big, powerful people running it. What more is it? What more are you going to be doing? What kind of things are going to happen? They showed a lot, but it was mostly of how the characters are going to progress and who you can choose and what can happen. So they did show some stuff, but I wish they showed even a little bit more in-depth on it. But that might just be me. It might just be me on that, but it looked very interesting. It looked like a game that I would like to play sometime. Uh, and I probably will probably play Watch Dogs Legion sometime. It looks like I never played any of the Watch Dogs games. I have the first and the second one, but I just never played them. Uh, I hear just skip the first one and go on to the second one. That's what I might do. And just play Watch Dogs 2 and then play Watch Dogs Legion or something. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. I thought I wish they would have went in a little bit more in depth on that. Animal Crossing: New Horizons. We saw a glimpse of it. They showed us uh, your character, you know, building some stuff, a camp, and all that. You get on this deserted island. Other people, characters, eventually come to the island. You build stuff on the island, and it looks interesting. It looks like something that I'm really gonna get into amongst other people, and. Uh, Basically discovering and building in like a whole new world of your own in Animal Crossing and char- custom uh, character customization, which they spoke of later, not not in the game's uh, showing. But um, yeah, I wish they would have went in more depth and showed more stuff off of it. But they are working hard on the game. It was supposed to come out this year, but they said they need more time to work on it and all that and polish it and get it just right for people to enjoy it. So they said, yeah, next year, next year. And hopefully they don't have that problem where it's like, oh, you can only play with uh, online people, none of your friends. Hopefully they fix that if that's a case for this game too. Because who knows about Nintendo. They they might do that for this game where they're like, oh, don't play with your friends, play with all these other people. <laughs> Maybe the, they'll, they're trying to fix that as well in the game saying, mm, we can't have this in the game. <laughs> But um, I wish they would have showed more because I'm really excited about the next Animal Crossing outage. Uh, I always buy Animal Crossing for my new Nintendo platforms, handheld platforms, and consoles and stuff. And this is the same thing. Definitely going to buy the next-gen Animal Crossing game. I haven't played one in a long time because I haven't really played... I haven't played Animal Crossing on the 3DS. Never. I don't think I ever did. I never played the Wii U version. Just never liked like the Wii U, and I never bought it, so I never played Animal Crossing for you Wii U. But now that I have a Switch, it's my time to come go back into the world of Animal Crossing and have me some fun in Animal Crossing Horizons. Now, if I still would have had a 3DS back in the day, or not, in the time, maybe I would have had been able to play uh, Animal Crossing for the 3DS. I just never, never did because I stopped. I sold my 3DS because it was just not doing it for me back in that time so yeah i don't know but hey that's okay because they're gonna have a new one and it's gonna be great and you're gonna be making stuff crafting uh customize your own character and playing animal crossing it's gonna be more in depth this time around which is good because we need something more in depth 
<laughs> this time around in a new Animal Crossing because you could you can only do so much in those past Animal Crossing games before it's like okay we're done. <laughs> uh, Cyberpunk. Wait, hold on, everybody. <clears throat> I know I'm gonna get his voice wrong this time. Hey, everybody. Cyberpunk 2077. That's what I'm saying. Cyberpunk 2077. I wish they would have showed more of it. What I seen of it from their nice little trailers and stuff looks badass. Looks technical, steampunky, pretty cool, grungy cities, all this great stuff. You got bionics all over your body and inside of you. Why not? I want to play a character where I can kick some, kick some ass, take some names, go on this uh, virtual city. Hopefully it's open world virtual city, overdrive, battling people. I'm going to wait. I am, I've already pre-ordered this game. I, even though I don't know more about I want to know more about it, I already pre-ordered this game. I already put in a nice, hefty pre-order for the collector's edition of Cyberpunk 2077. And let me see how much I was paying for that. Let's see here. Cyberpunk 2077 collector's edition. Let's see. Cyberpunk 2077 collector's edition. Yeah, how much did I spend on this collector's edition? Let's see here. Collector's edition. Trying to think here. Ah, there we go. I think it was a a GameStop exclusive, right? Or or not for the Cyberpunk one? Or or was it no? Is the drone one? Because I pre-ordered pre-ordered the Gears uh, Five drone collector's edition yeah cyberpunk 2077 collector's edition 250 dollars which i know i paid less than that because i had i bought i think i pre-ordered this at best buy and i got a discount for it being my birthday week and all that so i'm like oh happy birthday to me i got a discount on that and didn't have to pay for shipping and i saved what 20 percent on the game and i'm getting like ten dollars gift card or something on top of that i think from that if i was looking at it correctly let's see here I want to go to Best Buy for a second so I can tell you guys. Especially if it's your birthday, you might want to pre-order that sucker. Um, let's see here. And it's still available. You can get it from you know GameStop at least. Let's see here on uh, at Best Buy. Uh, collector's Edition Xbox One pre-order $249.99. Yes. And $10 reward eligible. So I am getting $10 rewards points back uh, from this game when it comes out. And so I'll be getting $10 to spend on anything else at Best Buy, which I do, like movies and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I pre-ordered it before I even uh, seen more of the game, you know, for, and because the, the collector's edition looks pretty cool. It's got this cool statue of your character on this uh, motorbike thing crashing into the the thing and it's on a nice little stand it's got all this other stuff to it and all this other great collectible stuff to it, the game i just had to i just had to pre-order it uh art books stuff like that collector's stuff yeah i just i just really needed to get it especially just for the statue alone it looks like a badass statue and uh yeah sure i'm spending a little bit less than 250 but still spending some money on it um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Cyberpunk 2077, I wish I seen more, I, I bet you we all wish we saw more, 
It's a game that's been teased about every year. They show a little bit every year about something, like a new trailer or something for the game. This year, we saw that Keanu Reeves is going to be in the game. <laughs> so, yeah. Cyberpunk 2077, everybody. <laughs> uh, and the final thing I wanted to see uh, more in depth would be the next-gen Scarlet Council that Microsoft teased this year on the show floor. Sure, they told us a little bit about what architecture it's going to be, you know, using the AMD architecture. They're building their own just like Sony, and it sounds just like what Sony s- sounded like. They're building their own, they're making their own hard drives for this thing. They're actually designing their own super hard drive for faster boot times and load times and all that to make loading and booting and all that like virtually gone virtually almost or at least a lot faster and i'm sure i I think a lot of uh, game makers are actually trying to get on board with this trying to make their games load and run a lot faster this time around and not have load times in next gen games because you know some of them got pretty long in this time frame you know, this year's time, you know, in the Xbox One and PS4 time frame, load times for games have been pretty longish. Like, I could take a piss, I can go get myself a drink or something and come back and it'd still be loading a little bit. Yeah. Not that I really, it bothers me too much, but there's some people out there that that bothers the hell out of them. So, yeah, I can understand why people would be a little PO'd about that, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I would like to see more about the console. I would like to see what their next-gen tech would be, their hard drive. And I know it's going to be a small drive because if you're going to put it in a small drive and you're going to put in like a one-terabyte drive in that, you're going to have to have... And we all know Sony's going to have the slot for you to put in your own hard drive, right? Will Microsoft and their next-generation Scarlet console allow us to put our own hard drives in the console? And I'm not saying let us put in a small you know, small uh, laptop drive into that thing. Allow us to put in a full-size motherfucking drive into that thing. I want to be able to put in a ten, a 10 terabyte HDD drive or hard drive in this console. I'll get the fastest spinning, most powerful, you know, most reliable drive you can get out there. And I'll stick it in this next-gen console for games to, you know, load onto. Because think about it, games are going to be bigger. They're going to take more room. Everything's going to be bigger and take more room. You're going to need the space to do that. Just like this year when it's loading on stuff. At least I was able to stick in my external drive. But what a USB connection. I know they got USB 4.0 out now. Or 4.1 or whatever the spec is now. Um, Maybe 4.2. I forgot. It's supposed to be really super fast. A lot of bandwidth. Would that be enough to just stick a hard drive onto the next gen console? If you want to do 4K gaming and all that, would it suffice to have your games on there? Or is Microsoft going to just allow us to just pop in a new hard drive into the console, into a slot that hooks up via the SATA connection and all that, giving us the pure performance that we need for our games to load off of? I don't know. I don't know what they're expecting for that. They just got to be very, very careful on what they do because, you know, games are big. We don't want to keep installing and uninstalling games. Even Phil Spencer was saying, yeah, even with bandwidth out there and all the downloads you got to do with patches and all that, or if you're downloading games, we don't want you to keep 
putting on and taking off your games constantly. Yes, so you're going to make it in a way that I can add a bigger hard drive to that because I know you guys are only going to have a one terabyte drive. And that's going to be okay for a little bit when you put on a few games, but down the road, games could be massively, massively big. You know, we're talking about hundreds of gigs a game. Maybe more. (laughs) Easily. Uh especially with HD graphics and all that. And yeah, I just I just would like to see what their plans are. Like I said, they said that they're going to have way more to next year. You know, they're going to show us the consoles. They're going to show us with all the stuff. And I hope it's, I hope it's good. I hope it's, uh, I hope they have stuff in there that we can all dream on. Because I am buying a next-gen Xbox Scarlet console, whatever it's going to be called. And I just want to know how much money I have to save up that I'm going to be dropping on it. I'll pre-order the day that, you know, they say the price and they allow me to, you know, pre-order it. And then after that, it's like, okay, save up, buy the game, get the games. You know, I'll get Halo. Well, actually, I don't even have to buy Halo, <laughs> the next-gen Halo game when it comes out. Because it's going to be on Game Pass. So I can wait to get Halo. I'll be able to play it that day when I get my next-gen console. Because I'll just download it from the internet. That's going to be great. <laughs> That's going to be great. There it goes. There's 60 bucks or 65-something. Because I'm live in New York here. So we got our shitty sales tax, our 9% sales tax. 0.09%, whatever you want to consider it. So, yeah, um, 9% sales tax, give or t- take here in New York. Um, yeah, I'm saving myself like 60-something dollars here on this stuff because they're usually fifty nine ninety nine. So I'm saving myself like 65-something, 66 dollars rounded up to. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. $15 a month, mm-hmm. well worth it for somebody like me. Uh, so what we're going to do here, we're going to take a little music break because I need to wet my whistle and I need to get some other stuff done a little bit. And then we'll be back with more of the E3 Gamer 2019 audio podcast, The Aftermath, more stuff to talk about. I'll talk more about my collector's editions that I am pre-order some games that I already have pre-order or games that I'm thinking about getting this year and uh yeah uh yeah we'll be we'll be back after this uh music break then
Welcome back, everybody. We're back with more of the E3 Gamer 2019 audio podcast, The Aftermath, here on the Juju2Cast Network. And as I was saying, you know, gaming is fun. Gaming is life itself. You might think everything else is life itself, but I think gaming is life itself. But I'm a little crazy, so never follow what I'm saying. Okay, so... People we didn't see at E3 2019. Who didn't we see at E3 2019 this year? First up, Sony. They vowed or they made the proclamation that they weren't going to show up this year at E3 2019. Why? Well, I'm guessing they just have nothing to show. And why bother going to a show when you got nothing to show? And I'm sure they had nothing to show. Even though they should have maybe been there in a little bit of a presence, which I heard they minorly weren't wasn't or they had maybe something but they they weren't at the show at all they didn't have no press conference they didn't have no games no hardware no nothing sony's like nope we're not going this year was it their loss they gave microsoft all the the no the media and stuff eventually sony might not announce something you know it's not like this ain't the internet age and where you can just announce anything anytime and people will listen at least most of the time. So, I don't know. They still should have, like, like Phil Spencer said, they should still have been there in some capacity to let people know that they care. They care about the people, care about the games, stuff like that. But they weren't. So, we didn't see them this year. Uh, we did not see EA in press conference form, but I heard that they did have some booths out there showing off some games and stuff at the EA booth or whatever, and they were showing off, you know, their their Star Wars uh, Fallen Jedi Order or whatever. <laughs> See? I keep forgetting the name, and if I keep forgetting a name like that for the, um, their next-gen... <laughs> For their next gen, for their next uh, Jedi Fallen Order. There we go. If I keep forgetting that name, Star Wars the Jedi Fallen Order, it's got some, uh, let's just say it's got some uh, PR issues then, if I forget about the name. But uh, I guess they did show off some Madden stuff and a little, you know, Jedi the Fallen Order and really much nothing else that I know of or heard about that I would really even give a care about. But EA wasn't there. They didn't do a press conference. Guessing they didn't really have anything to show this year either. And I'm pretty much probably right. Cause, and I'm glad, sort of in a way, because I'm like, yeah, because if you guys did have an EA show, it'd be sports this, sports that. No microtransactions that. Oh, esports, esports, esports. Sports this, sports that. Let's bring out some more sports, guys. Oh, here's finally the game falling... Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, we're done. Okay. Who wants to see that shit? I don't want to see that shit. Maybe you do because you're a sports fan, but I'm not. So I really did not care about worrying about seeing that. So kind of glad that EA didn't show up this year. Just a little bit. Uh, Aisha Tyler never showed up. I thought she would have. they would have brought her back for the Ubisoft conference, but they didn't. I don't know why. I don't know if it was on Ubisoft's part or she just didn't want to come back to E3 this year. Or, you know, I don't know if she's doing other things or, you know, she didn't. She's done doing it. I don't know. I would have liked to see Aisha Taylor back on the Ubisoft stage doing the keynote and stuff. But, nope, they didn't have her back. 
again this year. So I'm guessing she might not come back at all. I don't know. Unless if they bring her back down the road or something for like uh, Beyond Good Evil 2 or something whenever they have that showcase. But I don't know. I I just wish she was on the stage. What what can, more can I say? She brings the power. She brings the power of the presentation to the stage. What she she is no Keanu Reeves, but she brings that the woman power. She's tall. She's smart. She's loud. She does gaming as well. So I wish she was out there doing stuff, but I guess not. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a big deal or not. It's Ubisoft. Why not? They're crazy. They're French. Maybe they got, like I always say, they probably got sick of her overtowering them because they're smaller people and she's such a tall person. <laughs> and also we didn't see any Miyamoto anywhere at E3 or anything or talking about stuff even in the Treehouse uh, presentations or anything. Nothing from Miyamoto this year. Um, nothing from Mario Maker 2. Nothing. Not a goose egg. And I know he's hard at work probably making on the next Mario game or whatever he's working on, you know, managing stuff and all that. But, wow, we're, no Miyamoto. Usually we see a little glimpse of him or something he would be out saying something about the next gen, uh, next gen, <laughs> yeah, the next gen Mario game or saying something about that. But we didn't see anything at all on Miyamoto, which is kind of sad because I always like a show that has Miyamoto in it. Wouldn't you? So best at show. Best at show, and these is these are my opinions. You don't want after anything I say in the show, and you know on the best this, what's this, where's that. You know these are all coming from me. These are all my ideas and opinions. So you don't have to be in the same realm or belief as me. You might have thought this stuff was stupid that I liked and vice versa and all that. So everybody has their own opinion on this stuff. So this is my opinion on this stuff. Just to be clear and very frank on the notion because I don't want anybody going, oh, that was stupid, Mr. Mike. Why would you ever say that? No, no, no. no. Everybody's entitled to their opinions on this stuff. You know, if you think something was cool that I didn't think, or if I thought something that was cool and you didn't like it, hey, fine by me. Fine by me. So best at show, I would have to say we got a few things here. Keanu Reeves. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Cyberpunk 2077, baby. Keanu Reeves. Watch Dogs Legion uh, kind of blew me away from, uh, you know, from uh, Ubisoft, I, I got really into that whole notion I can scan somebody and then eventually take them over as my my personal army to fight against the corporate regime or corporate government regime in, in the European Union or nation or whatever they're considering this. I, I felt like Watch Dogs Legion is going to be something really big and something really breathtaking on what they are trying to promote here in the game and it looks really cool, and it makes me want to maybe get it. I don't know. There's tons of big open-world games that I still got to play. You know, I still got to play, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey from them. Yeah, I still got to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey from them, and that's something I want to pick up a play soon. And, you know, on my vacation, I'll try to do some of that. But, shit, there's, there's a lot of games that I got in the backlog catalog and i know Watch Dogs legion is going to be one of those games where it's just going to sit there and sit there and sit there because it's so probably going to be so big and hard to you know 
it's it's me it's me and you know it's been hard for me to like a watch uh, any kind of a game from ubisoft like that but uh i don't know it looked like it had something to it it looked like it really had something cool it looked like something like grand theft auto-esque plus 20 or something on that it's probably making Rockstar think, hmm, maybe we should do that in our games. Hmm. <laughs> or in our next Grand Theft Auto game. Why not? Um, but Watch Dogs Legion, definitely a best at show. Contra Rogue Corps for the Nintendo Switch. That was something very interesting. I'm not the biggest Contra fan. You know, I don't play too many of those shooters and stuff. But Contra um, Rogue Corps looked pretty sweet. It looked like something I'm probably going to get for my Switch down the road. Um, it looked like a sweet shooting game. It looked fun. It looked like something I want to play. Contra Rogue Corps. Take a look at that. Take a look at the gameplay trailer of that because it looked pretty pretty badass cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, of course, like I said, talking about Keanu Reeves, which he is in this game, Cyberpunk 2077. Just still looks breathtaking. I know it's just mostly cutscenes and stuff, and I want to see some actual gameplay on it. But it looked, and we did see a little bit of gameplay, but just a little bit, mostly uh, cutscenes. But I want to play. I want to find out what this Cyberpunk 2077 game is going to be like. Uh, what's the whole notion on it? Is it open world? Is it a, is it a big vast story? What is it? What is this game? And is it going to be fun enough for me to play? Because I am dropping a bunch of money on a collector's edition for it. <laughs> I'm hoping. Even though the statue looks badass cool. Uh, hopefully I, uh, I like it. I never played any of the Witcher games. So maybe this will bring me into that world of, hmm, I'll play Cyberpunk 2077. Because it looks great. I love Cyberpunk stuff. I love the steampunk shit. I love Future Tech. I love Keanu Reeves. I love this notion of Cyberpunk 2077, baby, because it just looks badass cool. It does. It looks like the Matrix on steroids. So, looking forward to that. Doom Eternal, of course. My next best at show. Why not? Doom. I played Doom 2019 begrudgingly at the very end of finally beating that game, but loved every moment of it, even though I had my own heart streaks with it. But Doom Eternal looks even more badass. It's coming out soon. It's another game that I can't wait to play on my Xbox and then have raging fits and stuff. This time around, I'm going to play on a lower setting because I was just getting myself wasted over and over and over again because I was playing on like normal or medium or something. I forgot what it was. It was like the second second up from the lowest setting. So is the, uh, I don't know what they call it, Hurt Me Plenty. Yeah, Hurt Me Plenty mode. That's the mode I was playing on. I remember now, Hurt Me Plenty. I can't forget that. Even though that wasn't the highest mode, because then you had Hardcore, Bleed, or whatever the other tiers are. But yeah, Hurt Me Plenty was hurting me plenty. <laughs> but it was fun, because it's Doom. And I enjoy a good Doom, and I like to be the Doom guy. I want to see where that story continues with Doom Eternal. And then, this thing, the final thing that really blew me away for Best Ed Show, which I have to give props to, and... Uh, Definitely, definitely blew me away. That would be the Microsoft Game Pass Ultimate subscription for only $15 per month. Sure, they say $14.99. I like to add in that extra penny, say just $15 per month. It is a beautiful price point for a beautiful subscription service that I'm just going to continue to 
that's going to be my thing going on from now forward because I have Microsoft Game Pass Ultimate now. Especially when I was able to, when they would convert all my days from my regular gold subscription and stuff into Game Pass, and then I had a bonus dollar and it converted it all to next year or to, to 2021, which I got Game Pass Ultimate all the way up to 2021, which my next time to pay for Game Pass Ultimate isn't until some like four 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 something I think it is four four twenty twenty one which shit I got the rest of this whole year I got year twenty twenty and then twenty twenty one that's when I can start buying uh paying for uh, Game Pass Ultimate uh, for my fifteen dollars a month which is gonna save me a fortune in game buying purchasing and playing so that's beautiful that's a beautiful price for three things for my Xbox Live Gold for my Game Pass for Xbox and my Game Pass for PC. I can play on many devices, play on my Xbox, play on my PC, and have gold and not have to worry about it. Oh, also on the Switch with, you know, Minecraft for gold. But, uh, yeah, I'm very happy about it. I'm very excited. And that's because I am a PC, Xbox PC get, uh, player, so I play on both fronts. For people, other people, you might just want, like I said before, you might want only Game Pass for um for your console you know for gold in your console or you might just want game pass which for 9.99 a month for just game pass for pc that's pretty cheap too especially if they have a lot of games you want to play and then they'll get more games and stuff they're gonna have microsoft flight simulator coming out that might be worth it for you because you don't need gold for playing on pc so but if you're like me and you play on xbox and pc fifteen dollars per month baby that ain't a bad deal and if you get it now and you have all your gold subscriptions, you know, packed out like I do, which I should have bought. I might have, sh- I should have probably bought a n- couple more months of game or of gold because you can't do this after. But that's okay. I'm not too. I'm not gonna just spend eighty bucks on two more years of gold just to put it up, or one more year of gold, or whatever it is. I think three years you can stack up. I don't know. But if you have, if you stack it up now, your gold subscription to the final day, you can stack up your uh, gold subscription. And then you get, then you buy uh, Microsoft's Game Pass Ultimate with the dollar, and when you can get it for a dollar for the month, and it upgrades you, upgrades you to Game Pass Ultimate. You won't have to pay for Game Pass Ultimate for what the maximum time of your your gold subscription. So they're giving you a really good deal. So before you get Game Pass Ultimate for your console, make sure you get Game Pass or you get your gold subscriptions all the way upgraded to the maximum amount of time you can do it and then purchase microsoft's game pass ultimate for a dollar for that month and then you got yourself some a couple of years of game pass ultimate for only nothing until you have to get it get it again a couple of years from now so it's worth it it's worth every dollar penny microsoft's doing something really good with a subscription service here and it makes me really happy to be a, a pc gamer slash console gamer I'm happy to be a Microsoft fanboy because they are giving me some good deals. They're going to save me some money down the road, even though I'm still buying some stuff, but they're saving me some money down the road. Down the road. And I will talk about that more probably. Okay, why moments? This is like my last category here that I got down in notes. Why moments? Here's one. Why did Square Enix show way too many Final Fantasy games why not just have a separate Final Fantasy showcase or show featuring all the Final Fantasy that they were showing? 
Yeah, why didn't they? Why didn't they just do that? Now, honestly, I know they wanted to do a, a Square Enix presentation on stage and show it all off because Final Fantasy VII uh, Remastered is really big right now and people are very, very excited about it for all the people. And it looks pretty damn good. It looks like for something I want p- to play sometime. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. They had all the these RPGs and Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy this and this and this and that. They had a couple Dragon Quests in there, but yeah. I wish they would have had a little bit more variety in that, but they could have just had like a Final Fantasy uh, con or something. Yeah, they should just have Final Fantasy con. Make up a show just for Final Fantasy fans and having an LA or whatever hosted and it's all Final Fantasy announcements. It's like BlizzCon and all that, you know, just with Final Fantasy. That would be pretty cool if Square Enix did that. Not that they will, but they should do that. Why, also, why didn't Square Enix show any of that in New Avengers game? Should they just have skipped that at E3? If nothing was really ready for it and waited for uh, the next E3? Hmm. Sounds like it may be in development trouble. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, the the new Avengers game, even though they're touting it's supposed to come out, what, next year sometime? I'm thinking it's in a little bit of development trouble or something because people are saying it's not looking that great in certain things and they still don't know what this whole gameplay is. And a lot of people are mad at this new Avengers game from Square Enix. They're pretty much mad at Square Enix in general for this Avengers game. And I think it's because it was just bad. It was very, very bad... um, what should I say? A uh, bad story behind it. They just really didn't talk about the Avengers game much. They just wanted to talk about the behind the characters, which nobody wants to hear about. And they should have showed off more of the game. They should have talked about what the game was like and how it plays and show each all the characters playing in the game and not just some cutscenes and stuff. They really kind of blew that whole presentation of the announcement for the, the Avengers game. And that can really hurt them. That that is probably already hurting Square Enix, and you know, no no game developer wants to leave E three going. Oh, they didn't like what we were doing. They they got all mad at us and our game. That that kind of hits morale inside a studio, especially when you're still working on a game really badly, especially when you did a bad presentation on it. But that's what it was—a very bad presentation on the game. And what I've been hearing from this game with online all like a Destiny-style kind of game with online and all this other stuff, it's making me feel like I don't want to care about this Avengers game because it's not what I was thinking or hoping for. I don't know, because I didn't know, I don't know anything. I haven't seen anything really except some cutscenes and stuff. No gameplay, and they don't want people taking videos or anything of the gameplay either, I guess. So, yeah, it, it's bad messaging on uh, Square Enix's part for this game, and I feel bad for... Uh, Crystal Dynamics, which is working the people that they took off of doing Tomb Raider to do this new Avengers game project for them and and Marvel and stuff. And I feel bad for them because they're trying, they're probably doing some really, they're trying out stuff for the first time. They're trying to really make this a good game. And basically their parent company, Square Enix, has fucked it up in a lot of ways. And I, I don't know if it's in development trouble or not, but it sounds like something's, it is in trouble for some way or notion. I don't know. It, it's not the game that it seems to be or what we thought it would be. 
Um, back to Ubisoft now. Not enough Square Enix uh, complaints, but Ubisoft. Here's the biggest thing, and this is probably what I think why maybe Ubisoft was probably on the bottom of the list or something. I don't know, second bottom or something. Bethesda might have been in the bottom. I don't know. Why in the God's name of hell did Ubisoft just announce their own games service, their own game subscription service? Why? It's not needed, and it's why at a way higher price tier than any of other competitor service at $14.99 or $15 per month, meaning it's even more, if you think about it, it's even cost more than freaking Xbox Game Pass. And sure, they got their $14, $15 tier, but you're getting a lot of value on on platforms and gold for that price. What's this? They don't have enough games in their catalog to do something like this with, uh, to do this. Plus, with all you can eat games, games from Game Pass from Microsoft for only fifteen dollars per month for Gold Game Pass and Game Pass PC, you're saving yourself a bunch more money than you would with this Ubisoft service. And then you got, you know, the EA, uh, not EA Play, but the EA uh, Access thing. Even that doesn't have that many games and stuff to it, and and that seems like it's is it doing well? I don't know. Is it suffering? I don't know. I don't know nothing about it. I I, I joined it for a little bit to play a few games on it, and then I stopped. I, then I just canceled my uh, my games, my subscription to uh, EA Access, which they made it very easy to. But this Ubisoft thing sounds so bad, and it seems like it's only for PC. It's not on consoles or anything. That's another thing. They announced this service, this Ubisoft service, and it's only going to be on PC for them, for the UB Origin thing, or UB Store or whatever it's going to be on. And I'm not hearing anything about being on a console or on the Switch or anything in the background. It's not going to be a service like that. It's only going to be on their own platform. And for $15 a month, I don't think Ubisoft has that big stream of stuff that people are going to want to play for 15 they would have did it like for five or maybe up to 10 even 10 seems too expensive for this if they did for like five or 5.99 or something a month maybe they could try 10 but they want 14.99 15 dollars for this thing and nobody liked it nobody likes it 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 sounds very horrible so i'm thinking this ubisoft thing is not going to make it, or else they're going to drop the price, or this Ubisoft service is going to just tank. I'm thinking it's going to tank. I'm predicting a tanking here for this Ubisoft service, and why not? It's it's useless. When you got Game Pass and other services out there, we don't need, nobody's going to be wanting to pay another $15, $14.99 to $15 per month for this. Not when you got heavy hit, hitters like Microsoft and Game Pass, and you got maybe google i don't know even google stadia seems like expensive and i don't know sony doesn't really have theirs but they have the games with gold or they have that um uh what's it called shoot uh i forgot it's been so long since i had it for oh playstation plus they had their playstation plus and then they have their stream i don't know and with the i don't know i think this is gonna fail i think this ubisoft uh, service is going to fail. I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that are going to pay money to do it. But for people, smart people like me and you, you can get Game Pass Gold and 
you know, Microsoft Game Pass Ultimate for a fraction of that if you think about it. And you you got multiple platforms. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that. I'm definitely thinking that. Um, what else? What else? So, when are we going to talk about this? The collector's editions. I already told you guys I pre-ordered this Cyberpunk 2077 collector's edition, which I did on at Best Buy, I think, because I got it cheaper because of my birthday and all the other stuff and rewards stuff. Um, but it's they got, I think, two editions. I don't know. I, I'm just looking at the one edition for $250 here, which I'm getting a, a bit cheaper. And it's Cyberpunk 2077 collector's edition. It looks badass. It looks pretty cool. Of course, I'm getting it. Don't know nothing really about the game. I just want it for the game, the statue, the art book, all that great stuff because it looks really, really good, arty stuff. And, of course, I pre-order it. Good thing it's coming out on 4-16-2020. It's coming out next year, so I don't have to worry about paying for it right away. So thank you, Cyberpunk 2077, for not coming out until next year. So so it's coming out April the 16th, 2020. That's the time when I'm going to be taking off. I'm going to be probably taking that Friday off or something because I'm going to be playing myself some. Maybe that Friday and Saturday. I'll take that whole weekend. I'll take Friday through Tuesday off and I'll play nothing but Cyberpunk 2077. I think that's what I'm going to do, people. Because that looks pretty good. And that's 250 bucks, people. Then the second collector's edition, which I did pre-order from GameStop, which has two editions. It has like an ultimate edition and the standard edition, which you got to click a few more times to get the standard edition. I pre-ordered the Gears of Gears 5 standard edition and Jack Drone Bundle. For $250, which is coming out this September. And you're probably like wondering, what? You're spending $250 on that Gears 5 standard edition Jack Drone bundle when you're getting, you got Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and you can get Gears 5 for free on with that? And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Understandable. But here's my crazy logic. First off, I'm not spending more than that like the people that are going to be spending... What was it, $279.99 for that uh, Ultimate Bundle for Gears 5 where you get all the, I guess, some DLC, the DLC for free, and then you get the game like four days early or something, which doesn't matter to me because if I got Xbox um, games with Game Game Pass, I think I get that still early. I don't know. Just thinking about it, I'm thinking I get that game early anyway, so I could play, what, four days, four days early or something or whatever it is anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I'm getting this Gears 5 Standard Edition with the Jack Drone Bundle because it is a cool-ass collector's edition. Because it comes with a freaking drone, a Jack Drone, that takes, which you can control with your phone, apparently, I would think. Not just the controller that they give you, but it takes HD video and sound and stuff from it. And it's a freaking drone. I never owned a drone. I try, I own a, a little helicopter, which I haven't played with in ages. I don't even know if that thing still even runs. I tried some remote control stuff in the past and it wasn't as good. This is probably a lithium ion thing that's really good. And alone, just 250 bucks for it for a loan for the drone, which drones get very expensive, which you're mostly paying for. That's worth it to me. And yes, and of course I'm getting on, on, uh, on uh, it's exclusive to uh, GameStop, I guess. 
I think this is exclusive to GameStop, right? I don't know. I know this Marcus Tattoo Lancer weapon skin is only at GameStop, but uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Pre-order Gears 5 against that. Or, yeah, I, I got that. Um, and they get and you get the pre-order the Gears 5 and receive the Terminator Dark Fate character pack. Okay. I guess. Oh, here it is. Pre-order the Gears 5 and receive the Terminator Dark Fate character pack featuring Sarah Connor and the T-800 from the film. Okay, there we go. So, let's see here. Uh, this Jack Drone... Ships by 9, 10, 19. The Gears 5 and Jack Drone bundle includes Gears 5, Gears 5 Collector's Edition, Jack Drone. Um, you get the game. Uh, let's see here. So round out your squad with the Gears 5 Collector's Edition, Jack Drone. This Collector's Edition comes with a fully functional drone, which I always wanted to get one. And those are like 100 200 bucks. You know, you think about it. Uh, based on the Jack from Gears 5, which I, I like Jack from Gears Gears of War and Gears 5 and stuff, and I really want a, a nice collector's edition. I always get a lot of the Gears collector's edition, so this would be perfect. This is perfect for me. Uh, complete with functioning LED lights, the drone also has a six-axis gyroscope flight system, which makes it perfect for both a novice and advanced drone pilots. I'm a novice, of course, so perfect for me. Uh, the collector's edition is available exclusively at GameStop. Features curated collectibles from the desk of Damon Baird and DBI Industries, which who cares about that? Featuring the Damon Baird ID badge with detachable lanyard, DBI embroidered patch, original Jack schematic art print, exclusive GBI uh, Jack booklet, the uh, leaving into the evolution of Damon Baird Industry. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, and it also comes in a in a DBI drone crate collector's box. And they said it also does, uh, like they said, it also does um, flies flies around or something. Oh yeah, the other one, the Gears drone. Oh, this is just the Gears drone. What what the hell is this? Two hundred bucks for this? I don't know what that is. Um. Hmm. Jack, I don't know what this one is. This is a weird one here. But it says it has six axis, LED lights, takeoff, contains a propeller, uh, built-in camera, captures both video, photos and video, comes with two lithium-ion battery packs with USB charger. Oh, because this is just the Jack Drone, so this is $199.99. So it's 200 bucks for just the Jack Drone itself. Okay, because I clicked on it and it brought me to them selling just... If I just don't want the game or anything, I just want the Jack Gears drone, it's 200 bucks. So, okay. So, here we go. More stuff on the Jack drone. So, the whole package is wrapped up in the DBI drone crate collector's box, a perfect addition to your Gears 5 collect. Contains a six-axis gyrophone. Yeah, start. Yeah. Gyroscope flight system with multiple flight modes, including hover mode for novice drone flyers. Contains the popular drone functions, including auto takeoff, auto landing, and return home. Yes, need that stuff. Contains LED lights for authentic Gears 5 Jack experience. Built-in camera that captures both photos and video, which that's what I want. Drone controller includes a pre- for precision or included for precision flying. Dedicated smartphone app for photo and video capabilities, like I said. Comes with two lithium-ion battery packs with USB charger. That's pretty cool. Two lithium-ion battery packs. Not one, but two. One extra battery pack for double the flight time. Beautiful. That's beautiful. 
Uh, custom display stand included with the iconic cog design. Package inside DPI drone clearing. Da 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 da. Uh, let's see, drone size 7.85 by 4.65 by 11.46 inches. Top speed 13 miles per hour, flight time up to 15 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty much enough time. And I don't know if they, that's in per char, per uh, per lithium battery or both. I don't know. Max drone distance up to 262 feet. That's a long distance. Oh, uh, here we go. 1500 mAh rechargeable lithium ion, frequency 2.4 gigahertz f- with four channels. Uh, photo and video capture at 1080p. Beautiful. Drone controller, which two AA batteries are not included. Dedicated a- app compatible with iOS and Android smartphones. That's pretty sweet. Just for the drone alone, 200 bucks. So I was right. So 200 bucks for the drone alone. So you're basically getting the drone for 200 bucks alone, and then you're paying only 49.99 for the Gears of War game for Gears of, for Gears Five, plus with all the other stuff that they throw in the the other junk that they throw in the Gears thing. But that's not a bad price. 200 bucks for the nice drone, which I was thinking it would be, and then you're getting the game and all that. I think that's a good deal for this collector's edition i think you're getting your money is going to get your money's worth it if you're into gears of war and you're into drones and you want to fly your own drone and i do and i want a gears drone that would be cool and it's got a nice little collector stand i can keep my drone on to show everybody how badass i am but um a few things i'm wondering i wonder if because this is by what jack jack um i forgot who, who what was it uh Let's see here. Let me go back into the Jack Drone. Toys and Collectibles. Who's this by again? I forgot who it was by again. It said it. It said who this was made by. It's by a a good a drone toy company and stuff. But uh, I'm wondering if you, your blades break or something. I'm wondering if you can buy more blades for this Jack Drone easily. Because you would think if something happened... And it fell out of the sky or whatnot, crashed into something, or one of the blades just fell off. If you can replace it, that would be something I would like to find out. But 250 bucks for the Gears 5 Standard Collector's Edition drone bundle. Don't buy the one that's more than that. <laughs> Unless if you really want it earlier or something, which go, go good luck for you. I just want the Standard Edition. And like I said, this is I'm probably going to keep this game just wrapped up. This game, it's just going to be sitting wrapped up in the box because I am getting it from Game Pass day one or, or earlier. If it if you got Game Pass, I wonder if I get it four days early as well. I don't know. But, um, yeah, very happy about this Gears 5 uh, bundle because, you know, it's been a little while since I bought any expensive collector's editions lately. And I think the Cyberpunk one and this one are pretty much pretty good damn ass uh, collector's editions for somebody like me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now here's an, the third collector's edition that i heard about that i did not i'm not getting not pre-ordering but it is for the doom eternal and it is the doom eternal collector's edition by bethesda and after i heard about the fallout 76 collector's edition i am not convinced to get this one and plus i don't want a doom helmet i don't need the doom guy helmet at all, even though it is a full-sized wearable Doom Slayer helmet replica, and I know they got a playable cassette tape plus download codes for lossless digital copies of Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal soundtracks. 
I wonder if my friend's going to be getting this. I have to ask him because if it does, I want to get the soundtracks from him at least. That's all I want. I don't want the... I don't care about the helmet or anything else. So I'm wondering if my friend will have the Doom soundtracks for that at least. Because, you know, I'll get it from him. <laughs> but uh, they do have this third collector's edition. It is the Doom Eternal collector's edition you could get for 200 bucks at GameStop and probably elsewhere as well, like Amazon and all that. But uh, expensive. Very, very, very expensive. And... I don't know. It does, it didn't seem worth it to me to get that. I I really just did not see any any value in that at all. So uh yeah, I I don't know. You tell me, folks. Let me know. Let me know. Um other games or hardware. I already talked about some of the hardware I was getting, some of the collectors editions. Uh and the Cyberpunk 2077 and the Gears 5 ones look beautiful. Um other games I'm getting, of course, Mario Maker 2 coming out in a couple weeks definitely getting that i already have that pre-ordered um i already set up pre-ordered gears 5 and cyberpunk 2077 probably gonna get some other nintendo games like luigi's mansion 3 animal crossing next year um that rogue corpse contra rogue corpse that looks pretty cool uh, i already talked about getting doom that's coming out in fall, which is good because these are all separate, pretty far separated too. Because when I get the Gears of War game, which is coming out in September, so I'm dropping some money down in September, I don't have to worry about getting a whole bunch of collector's editions and stuff right then and there. I won't have to get my next one game or whatever until, until uh, November, and then next year I can get the other ones and stuff, which is good. It gives me some leeway time to get these collector's editions and stuff. And all everything. Um, what else? That, that's pretty much it. A lot of Nintendo games. Like I said, a lot, a bunch of the Nintendo games. Uh, Gears of War Five, which is this year for me. Uh, maybe Watch Dogs Legion. That might be a game that I might get. Watch Dogs Legions. Um, that depends on where I'm at with all my other games. And. Um, yeah, that's enough for me because I still got a back catalog of games. I got Game Pass now, which tons of games on that system now. So I'm going to be pretty much gamed up for the rest of the year <laughs> and into next year easily. So me talking about I don't have enough, you know, I got too many games. Now I'm going to have even more games. <laughs> and it's taken me a while slowly beating games and I got to ramp up my game playing. You know, I got to rev up rev up the game playing at night so uh yeah so that's that's what i'm thinking i don't know that's my thoughts on the matter there but uh yeah that's all i that's pretty much all i got for you guys hmm so e3 this year 2019 was not that bad it wasn't you know it had a lot of great little surprises a lot of stuff and it had enough games for for somebody like me Especially with the collector's editions that I gotta find spots for in my house because I still haven't built my started even considering building my collectibles room yet because I gotta get rid of some stuff first and gotta do some organizational stuff and then I start designing and building my collectibles room mostly when it's fall winter time I'm thinking but uh, yeah yeah folks uh, yeah I got enough games I'm gonna be having fun with Mario Maker. Anyways, Mario Maker 2, anyways, for most of this, this summer, 
this is going to be my summer fun, Mario Maker 2, and then, you know, other stuff will come, and wow, it's just still a lot of, still feels like a lot of games to me, but that's just to me. You might be different on that. There might be stuff that you've been waiting for that you're not getting until next year or the following year, whatever. You know, everybody's different. Everybody has their own feelings on what games they want, what they want, when they want it, you know, especially when it comes to cost. I'm hoping to save a lot of money with this Xbox Game Pass for $15 a month. You know, I'm, I'm already probably saving a lot with just gold and that and PC you know, I'm, I'm pretty much going to save a fortune in gaming because I spend a, too much money in video games and all that. And I know I said I'm a physical kind of game guy, so that's why I'll get Game Pass and play the games that I can play. And if I don't want to get a, you know, a physical copy of them down the road, I don't have to. But, you know, some of them, like Gears 5, I'm going to be owning the game, but I'm going to download it from Game Pass. <laughs> Especially if I can play it early, you know. But, um... Other games like Halo Infinite and stuff, I'll just download from Game Pass Day 1, you know. And I'll play them. And then down the road when those games become cheap, really cheap on the sales floor and stuff, and on the sales shelves and stuff, and I could get them for like 20 or less, I'll buy, I'll, that's when I'll buy them. And I'll just have them in my collection of games, you know what I mean? So, yeah, they they kind of got me, te- they kind of teased me enough for the Game Pass. And, you know, third-party people, third parties do put games on Game Pass and stuff, and there's a lot of them. I have a lot of them downloaded. I started playing some of them, so, yeah. And all the Forza Propers and Forza Horizons going to be on Game Pass? That just makes me not want to have to worry about buying those in a, as a physical copies, unless they got a Forza Horizon or Pro- Forza Proper Collector's Edition coming out with a sweet car or something. Just saying. So, uh, yeah, tell me what you think. Tell, tell me what you thought about E3. Tell me what you were, were expecting but didn't get or you did get or what you're think, hoping that E3 next year will be like because, you know, it's coming up. E3 next year is on, starting on the 9th, going to the 11th, 9th to the 11th in June. So it's coming up soon. One year away, folks. Woohoo! So uh, let me know. Let me know. Email me your comments or questions at corecast2011 at gmail.com. Feel free to tweet me and follow me and DM me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Juju2Cast. That's at symbol J-U-J-U-2-C-A-S-T, at Juju2Cast. And like always, tell your friends, family, everybody about me, about uh, basically, um, uh, what should I say? Basically about my website at Juju2Cast.com. That is Juju2Cast.com, the Juju2Cast network. That's the network of game videos podcasts articles and so much more that is juju2cast.com the juju2cast network so i am mr mike i am gonna sign off from this podcast edit it upload it to you guys and then i gotta start thinking about working on my other podcasts and videos and stuff so this weekend i am having some definite uh, podcasts this weekend so everybody i hope you had a happy 3 2019 i know i did I felt like I got my fill of games and presentations and stuff this year, and it was nice and easy for me. So everybody, until next year, I just want to say game on, game hard, World Conquest, E3 2020 next year, folks. Game on, game over.